so much for taking the time to speak with me. First things Thanks first. Thanks for having me. It is a pleasure. Um, how are you doing at the moment? Mm, uh, we're doing very good. Uh, we're we're all happy the album is finally out, and uh, now we have a little bit time to chill. Uh, we're gonna play some shows in uh, in the end of July and at the beginning of August. And uh, yeah, at the moment everything's really good. So you are actually in a relaxed stage because the common misconception is that you release the album and then, hey, you can sit back and relax. But of course, the work doesn't stop. So you are actually able to relax at no, the moment. It, it doesn't, but uh, it's way more comfortable than before because before the album's coming out, you got the work on all the music videos and everything and on the promotion, on the marketing. And we still have to do a few of those things, but not the amount that we had before, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and we are like over halfway through 2023 now. Are you satisfied with what you've managed to accomplish so far this year? Of course, releasing the album is the major thing, but alongside that? Uh, definitely, definitely. I mean, uh, I we didn't have any expectations because, uh, yeah, like for, for me and for Marvin, the other guitarist, uh, the music thing is something really special and... Uh, we 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 playing music because we have a really deep connection a really big love to music so it isn't that important to us what's happening after an album releases you know but of course we're really happy so far with all the people all the reviews and uh people seem to like it very much and uh, <laughs> of course that's a great feeling do you, do you find yourself paying a lot of attention to that side of things? It's easy to get buried under a mound of, well, not even just reviews. You're talking about comments on social media and stuff like that. Do you, do you dig into it or do you just kind of wait if it comes your way? Uh, it depends. Uh, to be honest, I'm I'm not really uh, hanging, around, uh, hanging around a lot on social media because mm -hmm. it's not really my thing. But uh, of course, sometimes you, you look through the comments and... Uh, on the music videos, on YouTube especially, uh, of course, we're curious uh, how the people like it and uh, what they think of it. And uh, it's always uh, really exciting to to go through the comments. There are good ones, there are bad ones, there are funny ones. It's it's <laughs> great. <laughs> have you have you seen much in the way of bad? Because I, I I went looking, and it is as you said, predominantly good. Yeah, it, it is. I mean. Uh, I, I gotta say on this record, people are uh, uh, criticizing it, but I, I think it, 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 crit a critic is always good. It, it isn't a bad thing, you know? Mm. So uh, yeah, we've seen a lot of, uh, of stuff like, oh, it sounds like Lorna Shore, which is okay if you think <laughs> so. Uh, I mean, Lorna Shore were also uh, uh, influenced on the record. And uh, yeah, to be compared to one of the biggest bands at the moment, I mean, not a bad thing, seems... Seems like we're doing something right. <laughs> it's certainly but, not a comparison I, I would have jumped for. Um, but hey, each to our own, right? Yeah, um, exactly. Have you have you well, have you been interested in the response specifically to Lucas obviously being on vocals? Because of course, this was the a major showcase of his abilities and so on. Um, and the general response, again, has been predominantly positive. Is that an area that you've particularly cared about as much because you want to see how people uh, feel about his voice? Uh, 
I gotta be honest, not really, because I think he's a great vocalist, mm. and I I didn't really accept people to be like, ah, oh, he's not good or anything, because he's super good. He's a great yeah. vocalist, so I wasn't like worrying about it, you know. No, there's no question in that. It's certainly one that jump uh, was really interesting to me because, uh, of course, yeah. in any band, a change of vocalist is a, a big deal in most circumstances. It can often throw things off, but it seems to have been so widely accepted and enjoyed by people that it's it almost mm -hmm. feels just completely normal now. Yes, definitely. Um, what did you want to deliver with this album? Take me back to, if you can, the earliest point when you thought, right, this is going to be an album, we're working on this and we don't want to do. Did you have a clear vision of what you uh, wanted to do? Uh, yes, definitely. It's uh, I always explain it like this. We never have like a, a, a certain vision. It's more like the thing I told you before that Marvin and me, we're super big music lovers. Mm -hmm. And uh, the goal we have with every record is to create something new, something unique, uh, bring something new to the table and put all our influences of all the different bands we have into one thing and make it work. So that's always the goal for us. We're, we try to, to have like concept albums and stuff like that, but it's, it doesn't work for us. <laughs> Is that getting easier? Have, did you find the process a little bit easier this time around? Because taking all these influences and ideas and putting them into a pot and stirring it up could create a mess, inevitably. Yeah, I, I mean, we have songs on the record. For for example, Norlis, uh, it was a song, I, I wrote that song in one day. It was super quick, it was super easy. Uh, another one like uh, Arrogance of Agony was actually a song I didn't wrote for Mental Cruelty was a song I wrote a few years ago, but it's like I showed it to Marvin and Marvin was like, oh, that's a cool song. Why why shouldn't we use it for Mental Cruelty? And I was like, mm, I don't know, but it, it worked. You know, we tried it and it worked. And But we have other songs like uh, Obsesses Ademonio or uh, Mortal Shells. Uh, we put a lot of effort in those songs or Symphony of a Dying Star as well. But... Uh, yeah, you, you have those kind of songs that just flow when you write them. And you have other songs where you work for like months and you don't know, you don't really know how to finish them. You don't really know uh, which part mm. needs to be the climax and stuff like that. Uh, I think it is really important to have like a, like dynamics in, in your songs, you know, so it's rather interesting and not like, uh, okay, this part again, this part again, all right, now this, you know, that it's more like interesting and you actually want to know what's happened afterwards, you know? So it depends. It, it's always mm. different. Did did a lot end up on the floor, as it were? Did you cut out quite a bit, push a lot to the side, or was it quite um, concise when it came down to it? Uh, we have a lot of stuff on the side. Uh, we, I think we have a, a, we have probably like, 20 files 20 like not fully written songs but like two minute songs or just like a couple of riffs and uh yeah but it, it was quite hard to like i said we have so many influences so many mm. bands we we take influences from uh we have stuff like winter sun emperor uh gojira behemoth uh so many different bands so many different genres uh vatruna heilung uh, 
also the fol folky side of things. Yeah. And uh, sometimes it gets a little bit, uh, like you said, it gets a mess sometimes. You try to put everything into one song and then you realize, ah, it doesn't work like I, like I thought. And then you have to rethink everything, but uh, you never know. Maybe we're gonna we're gonna uh, use some of those uh, riffs or or songs on the next record. You never know. We, of we course, see. <laughs> of course, that's the joy of just putting it to the side rather than throwing it away. Hey, come back to this in a couple of years' time uh, exactly. when you've got some new ideas and new experience, and suddenly it turns into something special. Yeah, exactly. Well. Then for you, what was some of the bigger challenges you faced when working on this record? And it's really any part of the process, be it the writing, recording, mixing, mastering, all of those stages. Uh, oh, let me think. Uh, <laughs> I think the hardest part was probably it all, always when you when you write an album, the, the final recording stage is always a pain in the ass because we, we are very picky when it comes down to recording. We're not like, everything has to be on the grid, you know, and we also don't like to slow things down because you can always play the riff slower and, uh, how do you say, it? Uh, program them faster afterwards, you know? Yeah. But, but I'm a little bit of an old school guy and I want to have everything like humanly, you know, and that is always a big challenge. Uh, but I think the to to get a cohesive and uh, and uh, not a messy uh, album, I think that was quite a, a challenge for us because, like I said, all the influences it can get quite messy. <laughs> but you your satisfaction with it? Do you think it um it it's it is a, a good reflection of exactly where mental cruelty has is at and has been for the past year or so? Uh yes, I I think so. Uh, we're gonna we still we we already have some ideas for the new record and uh, not like songs or anything, but uh, just uh, a vision what we mm. want to have on the next record. One what we want to get rid of. Uh, we definitely want to experiment a lot more uh, and try to push the the newer stuff we have on the songs a little bit further. You know, uh, maybe adding a little bit more cleans, getting rid of breakdowns that maybe uh, doesn't uh, make a song better, you know? Uh, and it's always a, a process, you know? Uh, when when we wrote Zwielicht and we had every th song finished, I was like, oh, that's a great record. And then like one or two months later, uh, because we finished the record in, uh, I think we we're done with songwriting in September last year. Mm. And uh, Josh was mixing the record in October. And uh, yeah, when you, at that time, I've, I listened to that record and I was like, oh, it's sounding so great, such cool songs. And then a month or two months later, uh, I was like, damn, this section on this song isn't really good or it could be done better. And uh, it, it's always like that. With yeah. it was uh, the same with the hill to die upon, and uh, I mean it's always good to have a deadline for an album, you know, so you doesn't so you don't uh, mess up the process, you know, because if you don't have a deadline, you're gonna be like, oh, I'm gonna do songwriting today, and then doesn't work like you want to, and then you're like, ah, screw this, I'm gonna play some video games or whatever. Mm -hmm. But when you have a deadline. 
you're like more focused, you know, you know, like, ah, uh, maybe it doesn't work out at the moment, but I have to make it work, you know, and it's a good thing. But on the other side, it's also a bad thing because sometimes you can't really uh, make things work how you want, you know, but uh, yeah, that's, it, it, it will always be like that. And I yeah. have that with Swedish now and, but it, it, it pushes you on the other side, you know, it, it pushes me to try to make it better on the next record, try to be a little bit more uh, focused and it's always a good thing. You think you're your own worst critic then? Um, because you do look at it back with that critical eye and you do wonder what you could do differently. Yeah. You are Definitely. right. It's, yeah, you are 100% right, of course, because if you had infinite time, you would just keep snipping and changing and messing around to the point where who knows what you'd end up with. Exactly, exactly. And we had that with, 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 uh, with songs. Uh, we thought they were finished. And uh, then months later, we were like, Ah, no, we have to work on it again. And then we started working on them again and it got super messy. And then one day we were like, oh, fuck it. Just let, 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 let this song be finished. And then we start working on it again. And then we're like, okay, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. And we don't really think about it a lot, you know, and then it works. We're sticking with the processes, uh, with to the release of the album what about areas that you really enjoyed doing this time around perhaps even something where you learned something new about yourself uh i i really enjoyed doing the clean vocals on that record i think it gives uh the record a little bit uh, a layer a new layer you know uh and with clean vocals you have i think you have different emotions and uh, and the songs talk different to people if you can say it like that mm. uh, and i really enjoyed the cleans and also uh the interlude with it uh, zwielicht uh it's actually like a, a folk song but uh yeah i i we we love doing it it was so much fun and we tried so much different things and we got out of our comfort zone you know and uh, that was really fun because if you just like stick to your roots and just doing the same thing over and over again, it, it gets really, uh, really exhausting and really annoying because sometimes you try to write something you had on the, on the record before and it just gets really exhausting and boring, you know? Mm. You've got to keep it fun for yourself, um, you know? Exactly. And if the, the nobody i don't think anyone even uh the most ardent early days mental cruelty fan would want you to be stifled as an artist they want to see you grow exactly. and see you progress yeah uh, is there a particular track from the album that means more to you personally than any other and if so uh what what is it and why um that's a good question uh Probably Arrogance of Agony, uh, yeah. like I said, because it was a song that wasn't really, I didn't wrote it for Mental Cruelty, it was a really personal song, and uh, Lucas also did some great uh, lyrics with it. I had some, I, you know, I'm not really able to write cool lyrics because uh, my English is not my, my native language, you know, mm. so it's kind of hard for me to to write lyrics in English, and also, I'm not really, uh, yeah, sometimes I have like cool sentences or 
how do you say it? Cool phrases. Oh, but, yeah. uh, I can like put together like a whole song lyric wise, you know, and Lucas helped a lot with that. And uh, yeah, I think it's a great song and uh, it's different when you listen to it to, to all the, if you compare it to all the other songs on the record, but it has a certain groove, a certain flow. And uh, I really enjoyed it, the atmosphere and everything. Fantastic. And similar to that, is there a particular track from the album that you've been surprised by the response to? One that seems to have really captured the listeners' minds and hearts more than any other. Uh, I, I I don't know if you could say surprised mm. because I when I when when I the first time I heard the finished uh, mix of uh, Obsessus Ademonio, I was like, oh, I think people are gonna like it, and <laughs> most people like it. It's uh. Uh, the streams are going very w well on that song, uh, but also I was quite uh, impressed of seeing how many people like the arrogance of agony and also Zwielicht and Symphony of a Dying Star, because those songs are, like I said, a lot more different than our previous stuff, you know, and uh, it could have been the the uh, how do you say it? It could have been that uh, most people are like, oh, it doesn't sound really like mental cruelty. That's mm. not good. But most of the people were like super open. And uh, I think that's really cool. So do I. And I think the biggest thing we can take away from this is we keep naming several different songs for the album that the whole thing in general from beginning to end is a pretty stunning release and an incredible step up for mental cruelty as Thank well. We talk, about, we talk about progression, but ultimately... Um, it's just exciting to see. As a band, as a group, together, do you think, and we did touch upon a little bit of this to be four, but as a group, do you think you've got a good understanding on what being in a modern band requires? And I'm talking about the demands of constant content, social media promotion, and generally having to be more open and put yourself out there. Do you think you've got a good handle on that as a group? Uh... I, I think so, yeah. Uh, because, like I said, I'm not really I, I'm not really into social mm. media, and it's always uh, like a battle of uh, being open for for different stuff, but also to be authentic to yourself, you know. Uh, but yeah, I think it it works pretty well. So we we have some. We we did some some social media stuff we never did before. We had a lot of uh, behind the scenes of the mm. music videos, which I thought was pretty cool. And of course, it's a little bit more more private, but I think uh, th this content was really funny and people liked it. So, yes, I think so. Do you found ways to make it fun for yourselves as much as humanly possible? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's to be honest. That seems to be the best, uh, the best you can possibly do. Try and make something fun out of it because it is such a drag. And I'm not sure if you know, but as of today, there's a brand new one, a brand new one to get on as well. Um, you see yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so another one to get on it. Um, I'll take it though. Overall, then you do it because it's a necessary evil, but you don't particularly like it. Yeah. I. I mean. I. Uh. I think social media and the internet uh, itself, it's a great thing uh, to connect. And, uh, 
but it it's also a very uh uh how do you say it uh overflowing can you mm. can you say it like this yeah uh, i like it a lot a lot uh, uh at a time you know it can be really uh exhausting. overwhelming yes Over, overwhelming that was the word i was searching for <laughs> overwhelming yeah uh, hand in hand with that how about when it comes to statistics and stream numbers and all that again are you able to distance yourself and not obsess over that side of things uh yes definitely because uh like i said it it, it isn't really that stuff isn't really important for me of, of course i'm happy when i see like oh streams going well and everything but uh for me personally the the thing i care about the most is uh I always explain it like the first time I came in contact with that music. I was uh, a little kid, uh, was probably like, let me think, seven years old. And uh, I went into our local library because you could, uh, you were able to borrow CDs from there, music CDs. And uh, at that time, when I was seven, I wanted to borrow the new 50 Cent record. <laughs> But uh, it was already borrowed from from another guy, and I looked what I what else is there, you know, and I saw that uh, particular record with that red hand and the chain on it, Saint Anger Metallica. Oh wow! And, uh, it it didn't had like the logo on it or anything. It was just like the the artwork, and I was like, damn, that looks cool. I'm gonna <laughs> take this with me, and I was blown away when I listened to it at home and. I know most people don't really like that record, but I love it. It was the first mm. time I came in contact with metal and uh, I got the, the whole disc, discography, ooh, discography of Metallica afterwards and it blew my mind. And it I, I felt an energy I've never felt before and a lot of love and... Uh, and uh, yeah, it, it was it was a crazy experience and... I felt so much happiness at that moment. And when I hear people talk about our music in this kind of context, when they're like, oh, your music helped me so much, or oh, when I listened to that song, I was so happy. That's the biggest gift I can receive as a musician. And that's the one thing that makes me super happy to be a musician. It feels like the ultimate goal, particularly these days, um, you know, nobody wants to have to focus on things like streaming numbers money earned, yeah. and stuff like that because it's so difficult so if you can if you can have one person come to you and say hey that music's helped me or it made me feel this way i mean it's so rewarding it is it is it's the for me it's the greatest gift i can receive it's incredible um what's an achievable goal then you would like to potentially complete before the year is over we've got about what five and a half months to go is there something you think is achievable I don't know. Maybe maybe hop on a cool tour with some mm. cool bands. Uh, we don't have anything planned yet, but we will see what the future has ha have for us. And uh, maybe we're gonna make something work. Uh, yeah, but, but that's about it. Like I think this year is gonna be a little bit more more chill for us. Uh, if we if we're gonna have some opportunities, we're gonna take them. But. Uh, Besides that, I think we need to relax a little bit. <laughs> we are knee deep in festival season at this stage as well. And that's going to continue until like September. So that's going to wipe yeah. out most of the year anyway. Yeah, exactly. 
Okay, we reached the part of the interview, the last section, where things get changed up a bit. This All right. is Oz, Ozzy Osbourne. And in his head, oh. <laughs> he, he holds a random selection of cards. And they can be the most serious to the most nonsensical thing you'll ever hear. I'll be right. pulling out five. And then you'll answer okay. them, yeah? Yeah, okay. sounds cool. All right, <laughs> let's do this. All right, I've got number six. What is the last thing you do before you go to sleep? Uh, the last thing I do before hmm. I go to sleep, listening to music. The I, last I, thing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, every day. Like when I, I came home, I come home from work every day. The first <laughs> thing I'm going to do is I play a little bit of drums uh, because I really enjoy playing the drums. And afterwards, I'm most of the time I'm either writing songs or I'm laying in my bed, have my headphones in and check out new bands or just listen to the bands I listened to in the in the past. You know, I just enjoy listening to music so much. So sometimes I fell asleep with the music. Mm. <laughs> it depends. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, falling asleep, waking up at three in the morning to some devilish screams in your ears. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, let's get another one out. All right, number 60. Okay, ooh, this could be a bit of a difficult one. Depends if you've read or seen many of these. What is a good Stephen King book to movie adaption, in your opinion? Oh, I I don't even know Stephen King stuff. So I, I probably know some stuff, but I yeah, mean, like the biggest it, Stephen King fan. Yeah, you yeah, know what? it it was very good. But the but the uh, old movies, I really like the old movies. The old one with uh, Tim Curry, the two-part one, yeah? <laughs> yes. I, I think the newer movies are are okay, but I don't think the, they made the clown uh, like super scary, you know? It's all the CGI and stuff. It takes away a lot of that uh, horrific mm. feeling you had when you watched the old movies, you know? Because the first time I watched uh, it, I was probably like 14, 15, something like that. And uh, since then, I'm afraid of clowns. <laughs> really? <laughs> like, okay. Yes. Yes. Wow. It's like wow. uh, I I was so uh, scared by it. It was so, because you know it was more more human. You know because it, you saw a person just like uh, painted as a clown, and it made it so much more scary than a CGI thing. Mm. I, I, I think it's with with most stuff. Uh, same with Lord of the Rings. I I'm the biggest Lord of the Rings fan in the fucking world, <laughs> and uh, I love the Lord of the Rings movies. And I hated what they were doing uh, in the Hobbit with the mm. CGI orcs and everything. It took away so much of the of the scare factor, you know. And uh, but also the Hobbit movies are cool. Not as good as Lord of the Rings, but yeah. I have to ask though, um, what about Rings of Power? How do you feel about Rings of Power? I don't know. I I think it would be a good series if it if the name wouldn't be Lord of the Rings. You know, if I because I think the uh, the story itself, uh, the main character Galadriel, I think mm. her character is a little bit off. You know. Uh, I think the the main character in the in the books she she has a totally different personality, you know, and uh, in the series it's kind of different. And I was a little bit like, ah, oh, that's sad, because I was hoping for uh, 
a little bit of character development and everything, you know, and I didn't really see that. I love the way you put that, though. It would be a good show if it didn't have Lord of the Rings in the title. That's yeah. such a great way to sum it up. Okay, let's do another one. Number 68. Name, well, name one band or artist you'd one day like to be on tour with. Uh, it's got to be Metallica. <laughs> yeah. Uh, will probably never happen, but uh, I'm just super thankful uh, that these guys introduced me to this kind of music. And to this day, I listen to Metallica almost every day. And uh, they did so many great records. And James Hetfield is my idol. Uh, he taught me how to play guitar because when I tried to learn all the Metallica uh, songs, I was struggling a lot. And then I watched the live uh, videos of it. Mm -hmm. And you see James Hetfield just down pick like a maniac. And I was like, oh, that's how you're supposed to play it. And then I started just down pick everything and it helped me a lot. And yeah, Metallica. Gotta be Metallica. Um, I don't think it's impossible, you know, they're still touring heavily. I mean, look at what they're currently doing around the world right now, killing it on that tour. Let, let's hope for the best. <laughs> <laughs> okay, number 54. Have you ever, I, I have to ask first, have you ever played Monopoly? Yes, I have. Okay, then. What is your go-to purchase when playing Monopoly? Oh, that's a hard one because I played Monopoly, but the last time I played was probably like 15 years ago. <laughs> Are you a train station kind of person? Are you utilities? Do you go for a specific color street? I I don't know. Like I like I said, I, I play I know I played the game before, but I don't actually know the rules anymore and everything. <laughs> So capitalism <laughs> is the rule. Buy everything. Yeah. <laughs> I did Buy say everything. it was random. Okay, let's do another one then. Uh 83. Have you ever been so scared in your life that you just closed your eyes and ran away? Um uh, yes, yes. Uh yeah. I remember sure? when I was a little yeah, I I remember when I was a little kid, I was probably like three or four years old. Uh, it was Halloween and uh, it was a party at our kindergarten. And my mom asked me, uh, what do you want to get dressed up? Like, which costume do you want? And I was like, oh, I want to have a vampire costume. My mom was like, all right, cool. And then she dressed me as a vampire and put all the makeup on. And she was like, ah, oh, you want to see yourself? And I was like, yeah, yeah. And then I watched in the mirror and I was screaming and I was so afraid. And yeah, <laughs> probably oh, incredible. Probably that. <laughs> incredible. What an amazing makeup job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, that is it. But I do actually want to ask an additional one that's from me personally, because we talked, Metallica's yes, come up course. several times, several times. And I happen to be a huge Metallica fan. It's the band that got me into metal, funny enough, as well. So. Awesome. It's the age-old question. What is the best Metallica album, in your opinion? But it's a hard one. Mm. Uh, if I would answer that question from my heart, yeah, it would be Saint Anger, because it was the album that made me be a musician and a, and a diehard fan. But uh, if I answer that question mu music-wise, I mm. would say... Uh, 
Oh, it's so hard because the first <laughs> four records they are so damn good. Uh, it yeah, I yeah. think it would be a tie between uh, Ride the Lightning and Master of Puppets because I love Ride the Lightning. I think Fight Fire with Fire is probably my favorite Metallica song of all time. I think wow. it's so thrashy, so fast. And I don't know if you know the video when they played it on their uh, Master of Puppets tour in 86. I've they played it, it yeah. like 30, 40 BPM faster and it has such an energy. Oh, I love that song. And also the, all the other songs. Uh, I know Metallica don't really like that song, but I think Escape is a pretty good song. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the record as well but if if i think about it now it's probably master of puppets because it's banger after banger uh master of puppets has my favorite riff of all time uh the riff in the thing that should not be oh okay oh it's so heavy i love it so probably master of puppets uh i completely understand i would go for the same debate but then i always stop and go Master of Puppets has Orion on it, and it's oh, like yeah. greatest instrumental ever. So it is, it, yeah. It is. But that's Metallica, Mental Cruelty. Zweilich, it's out now. It's been out for almost two weeks by Century Media Records. It is an incredible release. Go check that out. I, if not this year, I hope to see you in the. We all hope to see you in the UK next year. I hope so uh, as well. I hope mm, so as well. Would be great. Absolutely. Uh, I'm listen, thank you. Beers with you then. Oh, yes, absolutely. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. It was a really great interview. Thank you very much for watching. If you liked what you saw, please help us out by giving us a thumbs up and hitting that subscribe button. If you really liked what you saw, consider donating to keep the website and channel running by buying us a coffee via our coffee page or picking up some merch from our big cartel store. You can check us out on gbhbell.com as well as via our social media. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, as well as listen to our interviews via SoundCloud, Apple Music, and Spotify. Just search for GBHBL. Games, horror, and heavy metal. What else is life for?